Hi, I'm Liz Graveline. As a doctor of physical therapy, I spent my early 20s refining my intervention skills on treating joint pain, stiffness, and weakness. Now, in my early 30s, as a working mom of two toddlers, it wasn't long ago that I had to rebuild my level of fitness from the ground up. My mission has evolved to not only affect positive change amongst the frequent flyers of Stanford, Connecticut, but amongst the masses. I'll teach you how exercise can be safe and simple while blocking out the noise. On this show, morning routines, posture, joint health, and life longevity are all topics we'll break down for you into digestible bits of information to quickly implement in your day-to-day life. Regardless of whether you are the experienced or novice exerciser, this is a place you can receive actionable steps and strategies to reach you closer and closer to your fitness goals without judgment or the external pressures. Bringing back the fun and excitement into an active lifestyle so that it's tied into how you feel versus what you look like is what we'll discuss here. So settle in and get ready to be cheered on while you learn. This is the Exercise Proper Podcast. I first want to give a shout out to those of you who have been tuning in every week. Thank you so much. And if you haven't already, please hit the link in the show notes to subscribe for additional free health and fitness information, such as at-home workouts, injury prevention strategies for the recreational athletes out there, and also research-based treatment interventions for pain. I really appreciate it. It helps small businesses like mine to subscribe to our email list. Thank you. As a quick disclaimer, the information in this episode is for informational purposes only. No material in this episode is intended to substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Seek medical advice with your primary care doctor or orthopedic doctor if you have any questions. Do not delay seeking medical advice because of the information you've received in this episode. Today's episode is devoted to 10 ways you can implement the right exercise plan for you. I outlined 10 activities on a spectrum from the most novice exerciser to the most experienced exerciser. While you listen in, consider three things. One, what resources do you have to exercise? Do you have money that you budget for towards a gym membership? Do you own resistance bands, dumbbells, a bench, a set of AirPods so you can jam to your favorite Spotify playlist? Mine is Jess Glynn. She's the bomb. Number two, what do you hope to get out of exercise, whether it's muscle growth, physical stamina, weight loss, or higher energy? And three, where are, your, where are you currently at in your fitness journey? And that's different for everyone. I remember when I was in my 20s, I exercised because I wanted to feel fit. I loved that I was able to throw on my sneakers and run a mile in the 90 degree heat, no problem. I was a personal trainer and I wanted to look the part too, so I stuck to a strict diet that worked for me. And there was no pressure. I was the only female working as a personal trainer for the gym. So I made this diet on my own based on my own motivation. It was nothing that I read. It was no fad diet that was super popular back then. I just went old school, no dairy, no carbs, which equals no sugar either. And I ate as much as I wanted. But I mean, when you can't put cheese or cranberries or dressing on your salad, and you can't fry your chicken in oil or breadcrumbs anymore... I mean, you don't really want to overeat. Food was boring, and the longer I stayed on this diet, the less I cared about food. I started to care about other things, and that just worked for me. But listen, back then, I had no responsibilities, no boyfriend, no kids, no rent. I was actually making pretty good money, and I had the time and the money to take care of myself and my body. That was my only job. So here I am on the most experienced end of the spectrum. Then... 
After I had my daughter 10 years later in 2021, I fell off the fit train completely. And there I was on the opposite end of the spectrum by now. I had saggy boobies and a stretch out vagina. I'm just kidding. <laughs> they give you a nice little extra stitch in there. I'm good. Ken's good. But I can't speak for my pelvic floor. My pelvic floor was a mess. That's a whole other story for another time. So here I was struggling to get off the bus and back on the fit train, and I did, eventually. And the most difficult part was to just start. And I'm pointing out that it was difficult for someone like me who knew exactly where to start, and it still was difficult. So that's when I thought, if it's difficult for me, it must feel impossible for women like me who don't have the education that I have. And I think it's amazing that you're here today listening in on this episode to teach yourself something you can learn to help you find the right exercise plan for you today. Because just by listening in, you've already taken your first step in the right direction. The first way to get started on your fitness plan is by getting involved in Facebook discussion groups or finding an accountability partner. After I had my daughter in 2021, it took me a full year and a half to decide I will fully commit to a consistent workout routine. I'm more likely to follow through with my goals when I have an accountability partner. So I called up one of my girlfriends, and this friend is in particular is not only supportive and thoughtful, it's in her character to check in with me and see how I'm doing, but she's also regimented about working out at the same time every morning. So she was my best pick. When you're first starting out on your fitness journey, I highly recommend recruiting a friend to help keep you on track and give you that extra boost of encouragement you need on a day you're supposed to work out and just not feeling it. However, if no one comes to mind, you can join a Facebook group. I'm involved in Facebook groups that are primarily health and fitness focused because the members in these groups fit the demographic of who my potential audience is and who my potential customers are. When I'm lost as to what my audience wants to know or needs to know about exercise, they help guide me along the right path with their response. And for you, it's easy to communicate within these Facebook groups because the members hold the same health and fitness interests you do, and they also fall into a wide range of fitness experience, so you're most likely to connect with someone at your level of experience or even someone who's at a higher level of experience so that if you're feeling lost, you can get your questions answered. Another way to prepare for your participation in a regular exercise plan is through meditation. In the Journal of Sports Science and Medicine by Slamani et al., the author writes, mental imagery, also known as psyching up, is defined as using all the senses to recreate or create an experience in the mind. Psyching up is just like when you're in the parking lot at LA Fitness You put your headphones in and pump up the volume on the number one song that gets your adrenaline going. Now your energy is up, you've got swag in your step, and you're focused. This particular song creates this physical response because the last time you hit 100 pounds on your bench press or a 10 mile per hour sprint, this song was playing. You were in the gym, you smelled the smell. Ball sweat and feet, ugh, nasty. And subconsciously, your brain has made the connection between this past mental experience with the physical experience. You have all the feels of performing at a high level, but you haven't even started your workout yet. This is psyching yourself up. This is mental imagery, and you don't even know it. 
The author continues to describe that the psyching up technique is one of the most widely used performance enhancement strategies in sports, and that mental imagery can improve muscle power, sprinting, and endurance through mental imagery only. Not only can mental imagery enhance physical abilities, but also personal attributes such as motivation, self-efficacy, and competitive anxiety. Number three, stretching. If you have always been the listener to podcasts with topics around health and fitness, but you've never actually implemented, this is where you want to start. Committing to a five-minute stretching routine is the easiest way to begin your fitness journey through movement and not just through discussion and meditation. You don't need to change into workout clothes. You don't need to shower, and it's the same routine over and over again, and you immediately see results. Take just five minutes to perform static stretching multiple times per day. Static stretching is when you hold the stretch for a specific duration of time. I love the Calm app because there are guided stretching routines you can follow and follow along to. And it's also an app you can use for guided meditations. And they have many more tools on there you can use. There's no shortage of research studies demonstrating how static stretching prior to exercise will actually impair the strength of your muscles. However, a tailored dynamic stretching and warm-up program for specific activities yield the best outcomes when it comes to injury prevention. For example, when you're getting ready to perform a lunge, the stretches you choose for your warm-up should correlate to the type of movement required for that lunge. What we also know about stretching that's well supported in the literature is that keeping up a daily stretching program that's performed multiple times throughout the day and for a longer number of seconds per stretch improves a healthy individual's flexibility and muscle strength. The next way you can implement the right exercise plan for you is by scheduling a walk or bike ride every day or every other day. I'll always recommend that you are seated, if you are seated at the majority of your workday, walking is better than riding a bike. When you're walking, your spine, your hips, your knees, they're all stressed differently while walking versus while you're sitting. You're also recruiting a larger group of muscles while you're walking versus riding a bike. And if you are more of the novice exerciser, I recommend that you begin walking or biking on the treadmill, stationary bike, or level ground before making your way up and down hills. As we make our way across towards the most ex- more experienced end of the exerciser spectrum, we land on number five, weight machines. Weight machines are the next obvious choice after walking and biking have become a consistent part of your fitness routine because weight machines are more safe than a barbell back squat or running or burpees. Weight machines are usually performed seated or lying down so that the surface your body is resting on is supported by the machine itself. The machine only requires you to use one, maybe two, or three muscle groups to move the weight. And what I would pay most attention to is the size of the weight and the speed of the movement. When you're first starting out, you always want to count one, two, three as you move the weight, then one, two, three as you drop the weight down. And if you can perform three sets of eight, three sets of 10, 12, or 15 with the right speed of movement and proper form, then you can try and increase the weight. By the last few reps, if your muscles feel tired, that's to be expected, and the weight is perfect. However, don't worry about moving the weight to the very end during these few last repetitions. This is where people get hurt. Focus on speed of movement and proper form always. That's most important. 
Next up is number six, body weight exercise. I'm talking your squats, lunges, step ups, deadlifts, planks. If body weight exercise is where you land on the spectrum, these exercises may not seem challenging in isolation without adding a barbell or dumbbell, but when done correctly, they should feel challenging. Absolutely, you should feel the right muscle groups working, especially your lower abdominals, even during a squat. It doesn't have to be a core exercise. Through everything we do, we should feel our stomachs draw in towards our spine always with everything you do. Right now, listen up. Sit up tall. Draw your stomach in towards your spine. Now lock it in there. You should be able to maintain this contraction all day long with everything we do. Every time you lift a case of wine or you lift your child, and you'll most likely hear me repeat this a thousand more times on the podcast, Well, at this rate, I won't be hitting 1,000 episodes when the popular majority of fitness influencers have their butthole facing the camera. And you will never catch me at that angle to grow popularity. (laughs) Believe me. And not all fitness influencers use their bodies to spark attention, likes, and followers. I know. I love, actually, to model women in the social media industry like Sonata Greca and Maria Sorrentino. Their workout personalities are very different, but also the same in that their technique and speed of movement is always on point. Okay, now, number seven and number eight, once you've mastered your form and technique, then add some resistance to your bodyweight exercise to increase your muscle strength. This could be dumbbell walking lunges. This could be a plank with dumbbell rows. But listen, if you haven't mastered the form on a walking lunge, Work the form in first before you add your dumbbells. If you haven't mastered the form while holding a plank with one arm, not two, work the form in first. It can't be assumed that because planks are easy, then you're just going to naturally progress to a plank with dumbbell rows. You're missing a complete step. Okay, next up is running. Schedule runs throughout your weekly fitness routine. Now, you may be surprised that I've selectively chosen running towards the most experienced end of the exerciser spectrum, although running is completely underrated as a form of high-level exercise. Running requires a lot from us physically. It requires our muscles to absorb the impact of every step. It requires muscle power to speed up and muscle strength to slow down, and anyone can run across the street But if you implement running as your number one source of exercise during your weekly fitness routine without stretching, without ever using weight machines, without cleaning up your form during body weight exercise, you are less likely able to continue running for years to come and you are more likely to sustain an injury. The last and final activity, number 10, performed by the most experienced exercisers is high intensity interval training. High-intensity interval training, also known as HIT, is when you significantly speed up your heart rate to about 80% of your max heart rate and for a specific duration of time. Then, alternate with lower-intensity exercises or rest for a duration of time and repeat over and over. The exercises incorporated to a HIIT workout can be anything, whether it's high knees, sumo squats, burpees, but your heart rate should increase while you're performing these exercises, then drop down slightly while you rest, then you're at it again. 
Usually the exercises performed are strategically chosen based on the speed of movement. The speed is generally faster. That's why I recommend HIT for the highly trained exerciser because when the goal is to perform the exercise with speed, with power, your body will require a substantial amount of strength and flexibility to maintain high quality movements through the HIIT workouts due to their speed. Listen, I know that this episode gives you a lot to think about, but if you can't remember anything I've said, (laughs) please just remember this. Whenever you're feeling overwhelmed by what exercises to choose, what fitness plan to implement, just go back to your basics. Create create the right foundation for you. Slow it down. Keep it simple. And schedule a weekly fitness routine. If you don't know what that is, I've included a free weekly content calendar in the show notes if you'd like one as a guide. Thank you so much for listening in to another episode of the Exercise Proper Podcast. If you receive some insight and tangible strategies you can use, please follow the Exercise Proper Podcast. Post a screenshot of the podcast on Instagram or Facebook tagging your girl at Liz underscore Graveline. And if you are looking for other tips and tricks in your health and wellness journey, you can use subscribe to my email list in the show notes or if you want to just ask me a question you can send me an email at lizgraveline at gmail.com i'd shriek at the sight of your name in my inbox that would be amazing see you next time guys